this for the old That was Devil's High by D'Angelo, and it has a lot to do with what we'll be discussing here on Instagram Live and on the podcast. Yes. Um, We are going to be reacting to Montero by Lil Nas X. Yes. So, yeah, if you can connect the dots there, you can connect the dots between Devil's Pie and the video, of course. Because I'm afraid of Satan, I am wearing Yeezys right now. Okay, yeah, that means you're protected. You can also walk on water in Yeezys. (laughs) And if you're short on loaves and fishes, you can also make more make loaves more. and fishes. Hell yeah. Yeah. I have They're dual. 380s on, so I should be good. Yeah, I mean. Those things look like a bone anyways, you know what I mean? They have a nice They're pretty angelic. You can see, like, an angel wearing them. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so, we're going to react to this video. This is only my second time now watching the video. <laughs> I saw it first in memes and kind of got the gist of the video. Uh, but this is going to be our live reaction to... Lil Nas X is Montero. Art extremely beautiful. Yeah, you said it looked like a Disney film. Yes. Very high budget, for sure. Absolutely. So he's in this, like, Garden of Eden, and he, as the snake is rolling in. He should have brought that pink guitar to the Grammys. That when was he was, crazy. wasn't it the Grammys when he was out there in that all pink? Yeah, last yeah. year. Yeah, last year. Being tempted by a snake alien version of himself with a third eye. Snake catches up to him and hypnotizes him. The song smack. Easy. You don't like it. Easy. You don't like it? I tried to put you onto some of his uh Deep shout guys. out to Mikel. What's up boys? Oh. Um, Thank you, crazy Mikel. Love you. I mean I thought there was some stuff on that mixtape that ended up getting pulled off of that piff. That was alright. But nah, it's whatever. I don't, I don't know that it slaps, but So now he's being put, pulled into this Coliseum-looking place and being judged by himself in denim, which I said kind of reminds me of America judging him now. But I think it just looks cool. I think the imagery for this project is amazing. I also like this rapping part of him. I think he has a good rapping voice that I didn't realize before. Okay, now now we're starting to come correct. Yeah, his sound. Yeah, it's very formulaic to what worked before. Like very rodeo-ish, very oh, old town like rodeo-ish. Oh, baby, like little baby, all of them. So yeah, now he's all ascending of them. heaven. Now he's ascending heaven. He sees an angel. <laughs> Donald Trump is mad. Here we go. Lil Nas X. I don't think Donald Trump really cares about Lil Nas X. I love twerking. I love pole dancing. It's a great workout. Melania did it for many years. He's a more proficient pole dancer than he is a rapper. <laughs> that is fact. He did post a behind-the-scenes thing. I do follow him on Instagram. Um... He uh, posted a video of him doing like a behind-the-scenes deal of this where he was learning how to pole dance. And a a lot of that was him outside of the CGI. Somebody made a 10-hour mix of this, which I love those kind of videos. And here we go. He starts dancing on the devil, which, of course, everyone says Illuminati confirmed. Lil Nas X is bought by the corporate. I feel like first rule of Illuminati is don't talk about Illuminati. And it's the only thing, ironically it's the only thing that artists talk about once they're quote unquote in the Illuminati. I guess. I don't. It's almost like it's not real. I don't buy into any of that crap. No, I think there are like 
secret. See, there are secret societies, societies, but I don't think it's. They probably don't go by the Illuminati. Yeah, exactly. And Lil Nas X takes the horns from the devil after twisting his neck and becomes the angel Satan himself. I'm not mad at it. Right. I I mean, it is what it is. If if we can have videos of before we get too deep into this, but if we can have videos of like female artists actually acting sexually, right. we shouldn't be outraged at males doing the same thing. Mikhail called this a decent song, even even after the shock of the video. So, like I said, I think this does have staying power. Thank you, Mikhail, for your input. Oh, shout out to you yeah. who just joined. Hi. Um, uh, so, yeah, I do think that it has some staying power um, as a single. But I do think that the main thing people are talking about is the shock factor of the video. Yeah, which if you tune into the episode, which will be out later this evening or sometime tomorrow... Uh, if you listen to the episode, we're going to dive a little bit more into kind of the argument of shock value. I think both of us can kind of relate and play devil's advocate to a lot of what's being said. So I think you'll have have a pretty good episode coming your way yes, in the and, next day or two. And I sent Jake a nice little breakdown of a timeline of this sort of thing. This is not new. So no. anybody that's like, this is horrible. I can't believe like, Just turn your TV on America a couple years ago. America is totally fucked. And the only thing that's being raped and butchered is American values, American core values. He's still on Shabibo. <laughs> Shabibo. Uh, yeah, so for those of you that tuned in on Instagram, thank you. We're going to be hopeful to do this some more. I hope the audio quality was good for the Instagram listeners. If it wasn't, please tell us if it was too loud to we can figure out a way to integrate it better for you. Um, but we're going to jump back into the episode for the listeners. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Keep following us on here. Make sure you guys rate and subscribe on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast. And thank you guys so much for listening. Absolutely. Thank you guys. Bye. Kill it. All right. So since we did this little Instagram live thing for our new viewers, uh, let's jump into the uh, what you know. Let's hit you with a fact. Let's see what the book got for us today. The average pencil can write approximately 50,000 English words. That's, that's that's kind of a shitty quote. How do you know how it? You can't quantify bullshit, that. Bullshit um, fact, yeah. but I love the book because of that. The ancient Romans liked to eat flamingo tw- tongues. How? How do you know that? Tw- shout out to twongs. It's not twongs. It's tongues. It came you tongue twisted. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was like on like hieroglyphs or something. Just Romans yanking tongues out of mingos. I mean, you, there you can eat cow tongues. So. True, cow tongue is actually pretty fire. That's pretty sick that you said that. I tried it on a cruise. I, oh no, it God. was. I, I feel like the sketchiest food is always on cruises, and then you're talking about eating cow tongue on a cruise. Well, this was like at the restaurant that you pay for. Okay, so it wasn't on the buffet one. No, okay. yeah, this is what like, you paid extra for it. I got you. They bring it out. Deliver. They bring it out, and it was like on like this fancy plate, as it should be. Right. Um, it's a delicacy. It was yeah, mentioned in the Bible. Had some garnishes with it. But if you like beef brisket, like that kind of texture, like when you put it in your mouth, it yes. just falls apart. That's what it's like. Like you would think My because it's a tongue, it. it you would think it'd be like tough, like chewing on like a grizzly part of the steak. Right. But it is literally like one of the softest cuts of meat. And it's a big tongue. Well, they, yeah, they, they brought out smaller pieces. Right. I guess, I don't know, cow tongues cow maybe. Tongue tongue. Yeah, Have you long. ever seen them? You get a lot of yield out of, a cow, out of one cow tongue. What if you could put that on like a, a bread, make right. it like a hot dog? Right, yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Oof. Well, 
this was this has been kind of fun. I like that we've yeah. started rolling on Instagram and then kind of transitioned into so the if podcast. You, if you hadn't been listening, uh, we're going to be talking about Lil Nas X's Montero and give you a little background on the the rage. I think that's we're we're seeing. Yes, um, and we're gonna we're gonna sort of um, include historical context as how America has always been enraged by similar acts by different bands and different artists in different time periods. But essentially, what it seems like is America has not changed. Um, the core values of the country are still there. We still clutch our pearls at the slightest uh, bit of controversy, I feel like. Um, I do think younger people, as in the older times, were generally more accepting of what's new. But um, we're, we're going to sort of break down how a lot hasn't really changed. No, and I think a little bit of it, too, is with Twitter and social media, all these people with horrible biases now, I mean, it, truthfully, under our amendments, we all have an equal right to speech. Right. But I think, like, just because you have that right doesn't mean you should always exercise it, and that's the thing. Like, right. And also don't exercise it to express homophobia or hatred towards somebody, which, honestly, I saw a lot of reaction videos on YouTube and a lot of them were just like really bigoted, and we're like, as soon as he'd, he'd get on like the devil's lap lap dancing, he'd be like, oh. But if but if Nicki Minaj came out with the same video, doing the same thing, she would be like, the girls would be like, hell oh, yeah, I wish that was, I wish I was the devil. Yeah, there's there's just so many like when you every time I would like I, I had like time at work today to stop and think about what we were gonna talk about today. Mm -hmm. Like, every time I just, like, kept discovering, like, new double standards. Yes. Like, it's just over. And Like, even with, like, the Cardi B and what was what we saw WAP be over the summer, everybody's like, Cardi B's a role model to children. Like, she right. never, she was a stripper and was very obvious and flamboyant about being a stripper. She did not come to the music industry to be a role model to young girls. And we also, um, I also want to pull up, since everyone's talking about how Old Town Road is for kids. Um, he literally, he. Riding he, on a tractor. Lean all in my bladder, cheated on my baby. You can go and ask her. So right there, we have adultery. Well, yeah, we he have even drug he use. even highlighted that on on his Twitter. He yeah. tweeted, "I literally talk about lean and adultery on Old Town Road. It's not my fault your kid listened." And, and Jay, think about all the messed up stuff that we saw growing up as kids, and how we still turned out pretty normal. Relatively yeah, normal. and that's and that was another thing I thought of today too. Is like it kind of brings you back to like nature versus versus nurture because right. that kind of argument is a big argument for violent media and violent video games. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I played all the Grand Theft Autos. How many hookers have I murdered? Right. Allegedly. None. <laughs> <laughs> he has no allegations. Oh. None. No, but I mean, You're I kind of have... Yeah, I listened to Eminem, as, not as a kid growing up, but as a young preteen and teenager, listened to Eminem. Um, I mean, in the generation before that, you had two live crew, if you want to relate it to hip-hop, like... Yeah. I listened, I remember one of the greatest hip-hop stories in relation to my mom is I butt-dialed her listening to Colt 45 by Afro Man. <laughs> that was a hard one to talk out of. Because <laughs> uh, your mom was very strict about what you listened to. In the, in the in early the years. Right. Yeah, in the early years, which... As was my mom. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Which, look at that. We had parents who censored the content that they didn't want us to see. So it's almost like parents now could censor 
the, their kids watching yeah. Montero, even and if every kid is still talking about it and doing it, they know that their parents don't approve of this behavior. And just like Cardi B wouldn't let her daughter listen to WAP. Yeah, and that lady came at her like, my daughter has to listen to that trash, but yours doesn't. No, your daughter doesn't. Yeah. Neither does hers. I think part of the... Th- and, and this is things that can be controllable. It's just not mainstream for parents to control is... The the reason that it's a little different, I think we can both relate to this because we didn't grow up with cell phones. Like, we were still kids before we had cell phones. We didn't have cell phones with unlimited data. Yeah. Which is, I mean, we like, when we got unlimited texting, it was exciting. Yeah, I mentioned, like, the Sidekick. That was my first, oh, God, that was my first smartphone. Right. And I had the Sidekick That's in ninth smartphone. grade. So, I mean, you we grew did? up, yeah, in ninth grade I had the Sidekick. I spent all my Christmas money on it and it broke in, like, two months. How that was I all my fault. To see it, though? That was because I was like, I had it Christmas of like eighth grade into ninth grade, and oh, it was, damn, that was she it. Didn't even, and we didn't really hang out. No, it broke literally in two months, which is yeah. entirely my fault. If you saw the function of that phone, it was terrible. it was too fun to play with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's like telling the screen up and yeah, like it's there. I'm gonna play with it. Yep. And then <laughs> you snapped it. <laughs> you played with it too much and it broke. Yeah. I had to see a doctor. Are we still talking about the sidekick? (laughs) I'm done with you. (laughs) No, but what I'm saying is like, as we were in our developmental years where we're being exposed to things we've never been exposed through as we did like through elementary school, don't get your kids phones. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it's not mainstream to take your kids phones at night. But if that's what you have to do to keep content that you don't agree with reaching your kids, then if, if that's what you truly think is best for your kid, then that's what you need to do. Don't put it on the content creator and as long as your kids are are paying are we live in a capitalist uh system as long as you are paying for your kid's phone you have every right to to set limitations to it absolutely it's it's not like like you said take their phone away from them at night um i don't believe in going through your kid's shit because my parents never personally did that to me um but i mean if you're really that kind of person you can set restrictions on the phone you can go through you know, you can tell your kids, like, just so you know, I'm going to go through all your shit. Because I had, I had friends who, that's how they con- they got caught uh, yeah. doing shit. No, and what, what, that only ever happened to me when I got in trouble. Like, if right. I got in trouble for something, mm-hmm. that is when, like, they, and I, I don't I mean, obviously I wasn't sitting there. They like, they didn't do phone. it in front of me. Like, I know they took it, and they asked me about some things they had found. Right. And it's kind of like that criminal mentality. Like, what, do you, what are they going to ask me about? Like, <laughs> like you got to know, like, they're playing good. I, I watched enough Law & Order to know good cop, bad cop, to, like, not tell on myself. So I had to be like, what, I do, need you, a lawyer. what do you know? <laughs> You're yeah. right, dude. Always ask your parents what they know. If yeah. you think you're in trouble with anybody, what's going on? Why? What's up? Call Uncle Todd. I need a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I need a lawyer in this family court. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can kind of see where people are coming from. There's more access to it. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to talk about some things that happened in, like, rock music with Kiss and ACDC. Like, back then, like, it was harder to access their content because it was all, it all had to be bought. Like, you couldn't just go to YouTube and... I mean, people would rip each other's CDs and yeah. stuff. Which it I'm just wasn't as easy. Yeah. Like, now the access to it is easier. So it's, it's a little bit harder to say, like, oh, just... It, it's kind of like cyberbullying. Like, right. there to some extent, I believe, like... Just turn the computer off. But at some points, it does enter your lives in school. Uh, And it's a little, like, it's harder to just turn. Yeah. yeah, Because it's in everything. Like, music right now is on TikTok. Are are parents going to not let their kids 
make little dance videos because there's one bad song on it. Right. Like my parents didn't say don't go on YouTube because there's stuff you shouldn't look at on my YouTube. My mom did say don't go on MySpace. All she told me was there's a bunch of pedophiles on that one. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, was she wrong? I, yeah, I don't know. I never was on MySpace. But the first time I got Facebook, it was like... I mean, parents always had that fear of the internet, which, like you said, it's it's a vehicle to distribute we, information. We've think. mentioned this, and I know a lot of people have mentioned it, mm-hmm. but it's kind of funny how we all have come full circle. Like your parents, are like, don't believe everything you read I on the internet, and now you got to tell them the same thing. I tell my mom all the time. I'm like, mom, please. I'm like, will you stop listening to your friend who knows yeah. a doctor? Well, Alex Jones talked about it, like that kind of. Thing. I'm happy my parents haven't discovered Alex Jones. Thank God. Would your dad like Alex Jones? Nah, he's not too that little, kind of too far out. dude. He's he's just a rich guy. He just likes to keep his money. That's that's. I don't blame him. I don't I'm, blame him there. I'm telling you, my dad's in the right tax bracket to be a Republican. You can't be a broke Republican. If you're a broke Republican, you're voting against your best interest. That's all I think. I guess it just depends on what your interests are. That's true. Like I, that's I, what that's the thing. Really, I mean, obviously, if you har- if you harp on the Christian values and stuff, I get that. Yeah, but. and like when I was like deciding about voting, I was looking at things like as, as me, as my, my person, mm-hmm. what is the biggest issue I feel is facing America? Mm-hmm. And if I truly feel strong enough about that thing, right. that's how I'm going to vote. I mean, everybody has to decide where they're going to draw a line, whether it be politically, morally, at some point you're going right. to have to, to draw the line. I like to, I like to kind of do a checklist of things that I agree and disagree with, with each party. And a lot of the times I just find myself aligning with, with a more leftist thought than I do, conservative thought and and i've been that way literally since i was 12 years old like i've just always researched um alternative ideas and philosophies and um i was uh subjugated to christian schooling for four years and that was enough to sort of make me realize the kind of things i didn't care about didn't care to align myself with do you appreciate being put in that it made, honestly, it gave me a lot of, it bred a lot of insecurity. I mean, I don't want to go into like a whole psych, psych thing about it, but it was like, I was scared into a religion. Um, I never really had any concept of God before that. Literally, my parents never took me anywhere for any sort of religious beliefs or practices. Um, I think, I think at some, some points in my life, I tried to kind of trick myself into believing in God. But I really find most of the time that it's it's just hard for me to wrap my head around. Um, I have an appreciation for maybe uh, the moral guidelines of like the Ten Commandments and the yeah. Golden Rule. I respect that kind of stuff, and I respect people who are who are religious, be it Muslim, Buddhist, Christians. Um, I do have a respect for that, but it bred a lot of insecurity yeah. well, in me. So I'm kind of I'm conflicted. Well, I didn't even think you were going to take it that deep. I yeah. think my appreciation for it, like at, at the time, like I can relate to like, like you said, being scared into a religion, like they, the, the, this is the path they outline for you to walk from. I mean, I, I was at a big, a huge Christian yeah. school from kindergarten through. Oh, uh, yeah, right. And through until I went to high school. Mm-hmm. That's when I got into the, the public school system. And yeah, I can definitely see like, how they kind of made you feel a certain way. But I think now as an adult looking back on it, I'm glad that I had that experience in sort of that kind of culture Mm -hmm. because now I can view things from different perspectives. Like now I would feel like I'm far more moderate on religion, far more moderate on politics. Like I remember like when I was a kid going to elementary school, like and into middle school, my dad would play like talk radio and like, I wasn't like preaching like, yeah, I wasn't like out there like 
I mean, I, you can't really, at that time, obviously we talked about not having phones, it's hard to be an activist, quote, activist, or do something about those beliefs. But I would say I was more leaning towards that, like, it, it was like Bush's, like, the guy kind of household. Yeah. Oh, and, oh, my history teacher used to make us pray for George Bush. Yeah, I, I want to tell a story about this. I'm so glad you said that. Tell an Arabic kid to pray for a president who wanted to put, who wanted, who was talking about putting Arabic people in fucking, like, concentration camp yeah. settings. Like so this is this is the tipping point for me in in that train of thought. Mm-hmm. Eighth grade, we are sitting there. It's two thousand eight. Obama's about to be elected for the first time. I, will, I have a good story about that too, by the way. Go Our ahead. music appreciation teacher literally opened class with a prayer that he would not be elected. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself, and that was the year. Like that was I don't want to say the rebellion year, mm-hmm. but. I think I told the story on the podcast about the teacher there that got onto me for wearing like Hollister or Abercrombie. Asked, it told me that I wasn't living right with God, so I kind of smarted off, off to her. I was like, "Miss Bishop, I said, do you teach the earth science or are you teaching the Bible class?" Uh. <laughs> and she immediately said, "Go to the office." And I said, "That's fine. I'll call my parents on the way." On the sidekick. <laughs> so, like. It was then I was like started to realize like we're in history class and they're calling it his story. Like I can obviously see like where you see God throughout history. Like if you like obviously religion has been throughout history, so they're gonna talk about it. But literally everything led back to that. I'm like, can we not learn math and like just math? Yeah. Or like if you ask a question about evolution, which I don't buy into like the billions and billions of years, like there's so much back and forth. But like when I would ask a question about that, I'm mm-hmm. like what are like oh well, like it was like that didn't exist yeah yeah no uh, one time, like it was like you were trying to justify like another world to them like right. try to tell them like harry potter is real right and a lot of times um so back to when obama got elected i remember the three people that were happy for obama getting elected me my sister and this one of our friends who was latino i go to a christian school in the south i don't need to tell you it was predominantly white so we are we are in we were in my English class, and shout out to Miss Phillips. You're an amazing person. You encouraged me to write, which I think has led to my love for hip hop. And you're one of one of the teachers that I have the fondest memories of. And I want to speak highly of you in this moment. Um, kids in my class, you're talking about eighth graders, like yeah. you said, they were talking about assassinating Obama. Eighth graders. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, nah, it's time to get him out. It's time to get him out. He's going to take... He, one guy said that he had a dream that because Obama was elected, that aborted fetuses were going to be stacked um, like skyscrapers in front of people's um, doorsteps. This is the kind of Christian school I went to. So yeah. if so, forgive me for being resentful, but Ms. Phillips heard that, called people out on that, said he's the leader, leader of our country. You cannot say those kind of things. Yeah. It's not okay. And but there were also teachers that heard the kids talking like that that did not say anything. <laughs> and like, and yeah. like you said, I go into science class and I'm learning about creationism. And it's like, did I, I didn't even get a real education, I feel like, from fourth through eighth grade. Yeah, in some things. Like in some things. A, a, like the Math sciences, the sciences especially. English was pretty straightforward other than the yeah. fact that they censored, like, we didn't really do any Shakespeare throughout that time. I mean, either. they did, but I remember, like, books being redacted in our library, like, there was whiteout, and it was, like, oh, me, damn. like, the little badass kids, like, scratching the whiteout <laughs> off so we could read it, say, like, fuck underneath, and we're, like, all pointing, like, <laughs> Like, literally, the National Geographics had, like, whole, like, pictures cut out. 
because they didn't want you seeing any like National Graphic titties. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. It's a yeah. So this all ties in because this sort of culture that we grew up in, it's clear that it's very prevalent in thought now. But before we get into that, Jake, I wanted to because like you said, we did. I guess we did record the reaction, but overall. Um, wrapping it up, what are your thoughts about the video and the music and then sort of individually how you feel about that? So the music is very, I, I said it during the reactionary part of the video. And the song, I should say. The sound, the song, very formulaic to what was po- already previously popular for him, Rodeo, um, Old Town Road. Like, I think he has that sound. I think, like, if you heard that, like, if anybody else tried to make music kind of in that same lane, you'd be like, oh, you're trying to be like Lil Nas X. Right. Um, I'm kind of glad that he's sticking around, like, in the talk. Hopefully he can somehow manage to transcend this and maybe get some critical acclaim because I think a lot of people, hip-hop-related, are still not going to give him his props as a rapper. Like, I think a lot of people are going to come to his defense, but I don't think, like, your hip-hop heads are going to respect Lil Nas X. Right. Like, I when, when you kind of trashed him at the beginning, like... I was really trying to find some artistry in him, and then like I was like, okay, maybe he's just a meme. Right. And then this comes out, and there's obviously some artistry behind the video. I did like the choreography. All the imagery for his videos has been, I would say, over the top, and and works really yes. well for him. Like Panini, Panini was a very over the top video, high Holiday. budget looking. Holiday. I didn't really watch that one. That one was it was a lot of costumes, a lot of. It's a stand now. We gotta run that out, that that episode back. I yeah, I really I think we should do a retrospective on like all the shit I've been wrong about. Lil Baby for sure deserves my um. I I need to send him and Lil Nas X flowers, um because they've, I mean Lil Nas X made like my one of my favorite songs this year so far, um, and I think that like you said the video has a high, high amount of creativity in it. Um, the song is clearly it was it so it was named after a, a movie by the same name, Call Me by Your Name. Okay. It's a queer story. It's a queer coming of age story, which I think that so that relates to him. And then also Montero is his name. So you so it's a lot of um, a lot of him exploring his identity. We have to. Why? Why didn't we call each other by each other's names this whole episode? We should have just done it as, like, shtick, and people would have been like, why are, why are they calling each other their own names? And then, like, maybe one person would have commented and be like, LOL, they called each other by their names. Well, Jake. Damn it! Well, Jake. We're starting over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but it's, so it's, it's definitely a, a, a story about his coming-of-age story, his ability to learn not to hate that side of himself, embracing his homosexuality, and expressing it in a mainstream way to try and normalize it. I think it's yeah, and, okay and, for music to have an agenda, you know what I mean? I mean, I know people, like, this is a true story. There was a kid at, at the school I went to that was being bullied for rumors of him being gay. Right. And the teacher, uh, the principal, mm-hmm. Mr. Kaplan, I think was his name, Nice guy. Yeah. I mean, truly, he was sticking up for this kid, which in retrospect, I'm thinking like, damn, that's kind of backwards to what you, he, which he was in the military. I mean, he was a very good guy. Like you spoke highly of, of your teacher. I yeah. want to speak highly of him as well. Yeah. Um, but he took me and another kid into the office with him and they're like, hey, the, he's being bullied for this. Um, you need to stick up for him. And if stuff is happening, come tell us. And like at the time, I, I didn't really, I mean, I, yeah, I knew like, gay was what you called your friends and they were doing something stupid. Like, at that time, I did not understand, like, fully what he was going through right. as a homosexual kid right. 
at a school. I mean, allegedly. I don't know if he was or wasn't. Well, still, he's dealing with the allegations of yeah. being gay. So, yeah, I have no idea. And I just was like, kind of like, oh, okay. Like, right. I, mean, I didn't, like, laugh it off in his face. But, like, at the time, I remember being confused, like, okay. I think as a kid, we also tend to try not to. We, so, we go with the group. Think very true. You know? So think of somebody being stifled that much growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, of course he's gonna do some shocking shit on the internet. Like, right. it was pent up for so long. And like I said earlier, if we're gonna normalize this for women, like we've already passed that barrier. I think. Right. Like, I don't think it's uncommon to see that. Like, no. why are we being shocked for men? Like, I mean, and and when you said we've passed that barrier again, I thought that we had passed that barrier with homosexuality as well. But then you have. I mean, it's not everybody, by the way. There are some people who I would say are are okay with this, that see it for the art that it is, and see that it's trying to challenge um, norms. And like I said, it's it's a form of expression. Music is a form of of expression. How we identify with it as individuals is is you know is up to your interpretation. It's like us looking at a painting. You know yeah. what I mean? You can all get different things from it, but it's not. It, and I would have thought that women were, we were past that barrier with women, and then WAP came out, and everybody was talking about that like it was a big deal. And I was like, why is this even a big deal? It's not. No, it really wasn't. Like, I think it was a little, like, they took it to an extreme. I think that, like, they took it to a, yeah, they took it to a limit that had not been done before, but that's what you have to, like, that's how you move on. Like, Mm -hmm. and as we get deeper into this episode, we're going to kind of outline how some of this stuff progressed throughout history, but you've got to do something to, to go to the next level. Humor was used. Humor is used in a lot of ways to normalize radical ideas. Yeah. I think humor does that. I think also high art and and music pushes boundaries and makes things normal and sort of takes the bite out of certain things. Do you believe this is high art? See, I don't. I personally don't believe I, that. I won't say high art, but I will say it's powerful in that it's causing so many people to react a certain yeah, way. Yeah, I, I, I know the people like that I know and like talk to at work about my podcast. Like, if they listen to this episode, I know that a lot of them would never listen right. again because I'm sticking up for him. Right. I personally don't believe it's high art, it's but like, I respect his right to do what he's doing. And it's, is this not career? It's career defining yeah. moment though. That's what I mean. I should say it's it's a very big moment. Do you remember how much shit? Robin Thicke got for the Blurred Lines video? Yeah, yeah, right. Like, that's kind of... I got, these are just things I kept hearing about. And everybody said that that was misogynistic and all this. It, but then you have... like The antithesis to that is, is sort of everyone's reaction to this now. Yeah, it's just like, what's the next thing? Like, we saw Miley Cyrus do it to yeah. kind of compare it because they're kind of the same. Like, they were kind of known for being a childhood star. And that's kind of how like Lil Nas X kind of got this moniker. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, all the kids at the elementary schools are singing this song. Just like Cardi B never came in wanting to be a role model for kids. You, you expect Miley Cyrus to be Hannah Montana her whole life. Did anybody not, did anybody not tell people that hip hop in general is an abrasive? It's, 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 it's it's counterculture. This is this is a this is a form of counter counterculture. It's reactionary. You're just mad because it's mainstream. Now. Exactly. Like exactly. you could find this before. You could go listen to Two Live Crew. Like this was around, mm-hmm. and Me So Horny was so popular back then. That's a very racist song. <laughs> yes, now it's racist. <laughs> it's song. fucking but terrible. Even more. <laughs> Not of a their great music. example. But <laughs> no, let's we'll talk about how vulgar. Yeah. Right. Right. And and actually, that's a good segue. So the first, uh, obviously, the first 
let's go back in time now. I'm going to take everybody back to 1956. Take it back? To, okay, that's a little further. CBS, <laughs> yeah, take it back to, to the, the 90s. 50s. Yeah, yeah. Um, or perhaps it, was, perhaps it was before that. i got to pull up my notes, guys, for this one. I did some research today. You're going to start with Elvis here? Yes, we're going to start with Elvis. So, in 1956, he goes on the Milton Berle Show, June 5th, and he performs his song, um, it was Hound Dog. And that's such a... So... In the he's doing his live performance, and he gyrates his hips, and oppressed white women in the crowd start going absolutely bonkers because they may or may not have seen Elvis's penis jiggle, and that and you remember I don't know if you remember but like they would air it they were airing yeah. the performance after and there was a black bar over yeah. Elvis, so that's that's sort of the I would say that, to be fair, uh-huh. young Forrest Gump taught him that. That's true. Yeah. That is true. So it's all Forrest's fault. It's not Elvis's fault. That's very <laughs> Show me how you do that, little man. Um, so his pelvis shaking caused, every, caused fans to scream, and it caused outrage amongst conservative circles. It, the, the pattern for this is going to be how artists challenged status quo, and the only people upset about it were old conservatives. Yeah, and it's it's hard to get context. Like, do you think he did this knowing that it was going to be that crazy? Because when we move on to Kiss, and kind of what they they were talking about, theirs was a little unintentional, and right. then they kind of ran with it. Like, I wonder if Elvis did this intentionally. And I'm sure there's probably interviews. I'm not a big Elvis fan personally. A mm-hmm. um, little before our time. Yeah, but I do think it's intentional. Much like I think I remember watching um, "Call Me by Your Name" the first time going. Conservatives are going to take the bait. This was bait to get angry. Yeah, it was made to get angry at. And I think I, I, I hate to pull away from where we're segueing to, but I think that is if you want to, you want me to give Lil Nas X his biggest props. Yeah, is that he is a genius when it comes to the internet. Like yes. he is the epitome of Gen Z humor yes. on the internet. Hold, and hold that. Because I want you to go deeper into it, but I think that's a, that's going to be a large portion of what we're talking about towards the end of this. But. Let's move on to what you were saying, Kiss and um, Black Sabbath. So Kiss was, like you were said, was more unintentional. Yeah, for um, those of you, I think a lot of people know Kiss because of their imagery, but Black Sabbath, uh, Ozzy Osbourne was the lead singer for most of the time with Black Sabbath. Right. So if you know the imagery around Ozzy Osbourne, you can kind of relate that to Black Sabbath. Exactly. And and that metal, sort of, that was really the birth of metal was, yes. was in the 70s, I would say. Um so there was a there was a rumor for a long time, and I had heard this growing up that Kiss stood for Knights and Satan's Service, yeah. and um, that um, they interviewed the lead singer of Kiss, um, what's his name again? Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons, and um, his response to that was, um, this this started as an interview apparently he gave in Circus Magazine after their first album, um, in response to a question he said, "quote I said that I sometimes wondered what human flesh tastes like." I never wanted to really find out, but I was curious intellectually. Very weird, but still, just an example of... And this was before the internet. A lot of times now on the internet, we have stuff that gets taken out of context, um, gets spread online on Facebook and Twitter, is treated as misinformation, and then and then people just run with it. Um, later on, this, this comment seemed to ignite the whole idea that in some way, KISS was aligned with devil worship. Um, he said, when I was asked whether I worship the devil... I simply refused to answer for a number of reasons. The first reason, of course, was that it was good press. So 
again, yeah, artists yeah, people were talking about the band. Exactly. Um, it lets people wonder. The other reason was my complete disregard for the people who were asking, because again, that sort of that that line of questioning is so ridiculous. And before we go into that, right. I want to highlight that that is exactly what we were talking about as far as the um, what was the sentence you just read about the the other reason for my complete disregard. Oh wait. Um, I worship that I simply refused to answer for a number of reasons. The first reason, of course, was that it was good press. Yes, so yeah. that is exactly what Lil Nas X was doing. Like, yeah. Obviously, he knew, like, if I do this, it's going to cause this to be talked about. Also, he's been teasing this song for nine months. It blew up yeah. on TikTok even beforehand, so the song had had some steam to it. Yes. And and so it's like, it's like exactly, make people wonder, piss him off. Um, he, he later on goes on to say... Um, the other reason was my complete disgust for people who were asking through the years whenever religious f- fanatics accosted me, especially in the southern states, um, and quoted the Old Testament at me. I would quote them back chapter and a verse. They didn't know that I had been a theology major in school. An idiot is an idiot, whether he quotes the Bible or not. That's true. That's that's beautifully put. And again, it's, it's sort of like this idea that these artists um, were were sort of our, by some way, by them being successful, they're only able to do it if they align themselves with either Satan, they they become, they join the Illuminati. There's no sort of reality in that maybe these people came in at the right place at the right time with a sound that had never been heard before. Um, maybe they had some shocking imagery, the way Kiss would well, paint their face. And this was the like to relate this back to hip hop. This was the counter counterculture of the time. Like, rock this, was historically the counterculture up. Yeah, because rap like the is 90s. the rock now. Like we've already right. established that numerous times on the podcast. Right. So yeah, they were going. That's how they got their steam was to counter what was mainstream. Right, and Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath. I mean, for bit the head off of a bat. Right. Clay a live. That bat. was an, he thought of it. He, I think it was an accident. He said. He says. Right. Maybe it wasn't. He was doing a lot of drugs. That man is insane. The man (laughs) snorted fire ants. Like, he is a fucking lunatic, but he makes incredibly good music. And yeah, it was for shock value. Like, obviously, I'm 25 years old, well outside of the fan average age for Ozzy Osbourne. I, I know of Ozzy Osbourne because some of the crazy shit that he did. And that's what drew me in. Like, obviously, it works. It does work. And um, American culture... In general, we go towards extremes. Those are the only, even on Twitter, a lot of it is extreme opinions, extreme left, oh, it's, extreme It's right. everything. Twitter, the, any mainstream outlet of, whether it's music. Reality television. Yeah. Yep. Reality television. The only thing you see on, on reality TV are is like fights and sex. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's Or, or ex- partying. <clears throat> it's always extreme behaviors. It's not, it's not, it's... In inter- we want to be entertained. Americans yeah, we, want to be entertained. We were literally, me and Ty were talking about that. There's a TV show on Netflix that we're watching. It's I'm such a nerd for even telling this. It's a TV show called Blown Away. It's about people who blow glass, like glass. I've watched both seasons. It's it, amazing. Isn't it incredible? Hell yes. Yeah. I told Jen Tab, I said, because it's, season it's so day. short. I said, you know what make this better? I said, they need to put them in a house together, let, let them drink a few drinks, and then <laughs> they'll like argue about their glass. <laughs> exactly. and, like, and that was kind of, and then afterwards I was like, damn, I was like, 
we they there's some art to this TV show that's not a reality TV show. It's like they they so they create these glass sculptures and ideas, yeah. and at the end they have to present. And they, it's such like, a good show. Yeah, and they kind of chip at each other, and they're like little talking heads, like oh, so and so can do this, but <laughs> I mean, just kind of trashing each other. Yeah. So I was j- making the joke, like, could you imagine if they were in a house together this and, whole time they were filming and drinking? Right. <laughs> that's the that's the American reality show blueprint. I would say there has to be like drinking and fighting involved somehow. Um, going on, um, the 80s, 80s is really well known for the satanic panic. That was when the occult was sort of like very edgy. Yeah. You'd, you'd see all sorts of, um, claims of people doing satanic rituals in parks. Um, the and again, music, fueled by media. Right. Exactly. It was, it was, a lot of it was just that, that, that scare, that fear mongering that the media does. And then parents become, become crazy people. And also this is the height of the Reagan era. So you have the, uh. The God of Republicans, they they yeah. they praise not Bush anymore. Reagan. Oh, you're right. <laughs> not he, anymore. He has been dethroned. Take us back to the Reagan days, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I wasn't there, but not all of the Reagan days, no. but better than Trump. Yeah, he's days. definitely not the God of Republicans anymore. No, you're right. Um, or the the, the God of Trump most. Borrowed to a be lot fair, the God of most Republicans. percent of them. Yes, ninety nine point nine 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 percent. The Reagan era is the era for Republicans. They constantly talk about. Um, you also had um, the Satanic Panic. You had the crack epidemic. You had all sorts of crazy shit going on. But you also had Parent Music Resource Center um, committee, excuse me, and they they brought hearings to Congress. Um, many people. So the reason why they brought it up is because they wanted to do sort of a music rating system, form of censorship of music <clears throat> that they considered violent or um, spoke about drugs or, um, you know, anything anything in that nature, all the fun stuff. Um, PMRC went to Congress, and what, during those congressional hearings, um, one of the one artist spoke out. It was Dee Snyder of Twisted Sister. Um, they're the ones who talk about schools out that song yeah and so well, during school's out was alice cooper they did we're not going to take it i keep thinking that it's they're very they said their sound is kind of similar it's that yeah hey right. shout out if you want to know the, the christian school that i went to alice cooper also went there i didn't name them just do your research <laughs> you'll find it because alice Cho- cooper did go there <laughs> the more so, you know that's pretty cool honestly yeah he didn't last long <laughs> i didn't imagine so um so so the song we're not going to take it apparently was basically the PMRC's idea of a generic label over certain records that would be enforced by the RIAA, which is the Record Industry Association of America. Um, their song "We're Not Going to Take It" by Snyder's band Twisted Sister was going to be given a V rating for violence. Um, he said that it was clearly not true. He also points out how um, a senator's wife—I forgot her name. Um, but she was she had taken excerpts, two or three lyrics that were taken out of context, put together to make it seem like they were talking about masochism and rape, which he said actually was about the fear of surgery. I'm not sure the exact song, and he didn't quote the lyrics. Um, but, you know, this, this idea of, again, anything that kids are into at the time, in any sort of way, is or anything new, is sort of just seen as satanic there's there's that constant theme of this is this is relating to satan this is of satan um they're not godly people snyder defends himself again by saying that 
he's a Christian and a father to three children, and that he believes that he makes music that still aligns with his Christian beliefs. That like he doesn't really violate yeah. those. So you have somebody like that, and they're calling him a Satanist because again, there's a there's a clear misinterpretation. People take things out well, of context. And that's a common theme. And I don't know if, if you saw this in your kind of exposure to Christianity. I mean, because mm-hmm. I mean, we went to church. We went like on Sundays and Wednesdays. Right. I went to school, so like I was a little bit. I more would only involved do Wednesday in chapel. That was yeah, cool. I mean, I was pretty involved in it as a kid, so I, I kind of just just saw a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally lost it. You t- so you were totally involved. Like you would go to church all the time. And there was a. Was it like themes of Satan? Oh, about how like the world is of Satan and all that. Kind yeah, of yeah, stuff? yeah. Like homosexuality is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, he's not really homosexual. He's he's possessed. Like it, it's right. an issue. Like that's the devil. Good conversion like, camps. Like do you remember, the perfect remember example? Uh, Adam Sandler's mom, Kathy Bates in Waterboy. Like do you remember how like fanatic? Football the devil. Like and <laughs> right. she like believed right. that like. <laughs> right. Did you see any people, like, in your exposure to Christianity that really believed that? My teachers were like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, the people that were teaching me were like so, that, dude. So, I, I, I don't know, maybe that was, like, the hot-button thing was to be, like, let's align ourselves with Satan then. And I think now, like, Lil Nas X is kind of doing it cheekily, like, I'm going to align the devil and homosexuality to say, like, if your God says that I can't be gay, right. this guy, who is, like, anti-God... Mm-hmm is cool with it. No, I like, don't, I don't think that that's the message though. I think it was like, he was saying like all the time he's told probably as a gay person that you, you're going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going to hell, which he made a quote on Twitter. Like you guys keep telling me I'm going to hell. And then when I finally go there, you guys get mad. So it, it's like, again, I think him seducing the devil to breaking his neck and putting on the horns is him sort of realizing the backlash that was coming to him. And he said he's gonna demonize himself before anyone else gets the chance. It's it's sort it's he already knew that Middle America, the South, re- conservative conservative thinkers, um, fundamentalist Christians were all gonna be mad at him. We're all gonna be saying this the bullshit about the Illuminati and how he's a part of he's he's being a puppet of the corporations. He saw that and he said good. I'm going to make myself king demon the, then. Yeah, and it, what's crazy is, is like, institutions... I don't, I don't want to look at Christianity as an institution. Because uh, I still... The Vatican I, is a Christian institution. Yeah, Christianity's yeah they're, like, churches are institutions. Right. But I don't want to just label Christianity as no, an institution. No, it's a philosophy. Institution. Uh, much like, I think, we're, everybody needs the bad guy. Like, yeah. Fox News needs Biden to trip up the steps. Right. CNN needs Donald Trump to be president so that they can have something to cover. They've lost like, over 50% yeah. of their views. All news has since Trump Everybody left. needs a Batman. Everybody needs a Joker. Like, that's what kind of keeps things going. And nothing and I think, actually yeah, changes. Like, what do, like, if, if, you are, if you are a devout Christian and you go to church Sunday, Wednesday, what do you gain by going and, like, uh, in, involving him on your like, if you truly think bad enough about Lil Nas X and he's truly a Satanist and you want had nothing to do with him, why comment on it? That's right, because it shouldn't even be. If, if you're if you're worried about exposing it to yourself, you shouldn't even want to give it any more publicity than it already has. Yeah, like which again, all all press is good press. That's why they say that. There's um, what is it called? Um, the Great Commission. That's mm-hmm. a like Christian philosophy where 
when Jesus came back, he said, go tell everybody about me. Right. I think some people, like some Christians, take that to a fault. Like, do you truly honestly think that your comment to him on Twitter, like, you're, I know in your head you're going to justify it as, oh, I'm witnessing. I'm, I'm, I'm telling him about the gospel right. by telling him he's going to hell. Like that because... governor who was quoting God, and then he quoted her back by saying his, his song lyrics. Yeah. I don't know. It's when I when people were asking me about this all day today, it was getting so irritating. Like I literally told our receptionist today, I said I cannot wait to do this episode of the podcast so I cannot have to talk about this anymore. Yeah, I'm with you. I I think I think really what it boils down to is, I mean, some there are some more examples in our timeline, but I think I think we've given enough. Really, I think we've given given enough examples. Yeah, because we've talked about Marilyn Manson. I think one thing we need to talk about is definitely how gangster rap kind of stole the scene a little bit back away from that would almost be like an episode itself. Yeah, because the influence of of gangster rap as it's as it's labeled really West Coast hip hop. I would say a large majority of the acts that were coming out of there were West Coast: Ice T, N.W.A., Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Tupac. A lot of West Coast acts. The commonality there is the um, questioning authority. I would say that's why that um, their genre of music and hip hop was so it was so shocking. It was so counterculture. Was because it was questioning authority, um, making analogies of killing cops. Um, it was it was really a challenge of the state and its abuse of minorities, and that's why gangster rap is very important to this idea of counterculture as opposed to what Lil Nas X was doing, what Judas Priest, Slayer, Marilyn Manson, I think theirs is more of an aesthetic, um, aesthetic sort of, uh, shocking, you know yeah. what I mean? It's very surface level. I think what NWA and what Ice-T were doing was a lot more important. Yeah, definitely deeper. And certainly like, I, I don't want to say like, I, I'm done talking about this. Like, obviously I think, Lil Nas X did this to... You just mean the video specifically. Yeah, I'm tired of hearing about the controversy. There should be no... If you don't like it, don't watch it. Right. Like, I don't see... What can I do, Jake? It's everywhere. It's it's everywhere because you're looking for it. Like, literally, you can, if you can subscribe, if, if you only listen to Alex Jones or you only listen to CNN, mm-hmm. how are you going to tell me, oh, I see this shit everywhere? Like, if you don't want to see something, it's very easy to not see it. Right. Just and, don't see it. To everyone who says that watching the news is indicative of you being an adult, it's really not. You can no. you can you can have an idea of what's going on in the world by um, you can read online news, you can um, see clips from people, you can hear you can talk to other people in your in your place of work if you're not working from home and find out about what's going I, on. In the I world. truly believe that when like the generation that that my grandparents and parents are a part of when they are dead. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'll have news like we have it now, like where you turn on, like, I don't think... An hour-long Yeah, I don't think you're going to have that. I just, I, I don't see that, like, our generation definitely doesn't subscribe to that. No, no. It's all, I mean, I think there will be some form of news always, but I don't know if it needs to be, like, CNN's 24-hour news. If you're if you're on twenty four hours, I don't imagine that there's always maybe there's always something to talk about in some form. Yeah, it just seems like it's like expose. Doesn't it seem like sometimes when you turn on CNBC, CNN, or Fox, or any of those larger news channels, you're watching like TMZ? It's almost like watching like Dateline. Yeah. Like it's like, let me lead you to this end conclusion that you already <laughs> know about. Like, 
I, I just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very stupid. I'm tired of the hearing about the controversy, but certainly there are still a lot of, there's a lot of ground to be covered right. for equal rights for everybody. There is. And, and I'm, I don't want to take away, that's not what I mean by I don't want to talk about it. No, you, you, you agree with, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you sort of are, are sort of commenting on the fact that Lil Nas X being gay um, doing this shocking imagery should not be as big a deal as it is because we should have already passed the point where homosexuality is accepted. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, like, a perfect example is, like, Joyner Lucas. I mean, if you want me to give you your props, you can write really well, and you can rap. Okay. <laughs> um, but there, he, he was, like, completely out of line to comment on it. Yeah. Like, the same way I said Boosie's saying shit about Dwayne Wade's son. Like, the same, like out of pocket is the only, like, you, you had nothing to gain by saying that. Right. Except for Tom McDonald fans. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to hear something I did learn from, and this is just, I mean, this is not in Christianity only. Like, this is just the moral. Like, you said the golden rule. Like, right. do unto others what you would have them do unto you, or yoga whippy. Like, right. that's kind of how I... You get out what you put yeah, in for I, Yeah, I, yeah. I was going to leave it to the, if you know, you knowers. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of. I don't of, want people to think you had a stroke. In yeah. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> Yoga weepy. Oh. That's how I I try to live my life. So I I think that that's kind of the place I'm I'm coming from there. Absolutely. I think in why like what do you have like in me saying bad shit about him? Right. Like he has. We have a podcast where we say bad shit about yeah. uh, about music and, and artists and, and sometimes, but we say a lot of good shit. I would say we say more good stuff than bad stuff. Another thing I wanted to point out, another double standard that really ate at me all day today, mm-hmm. is what makes the First Amendment or the Second Amendment any greater than the other? Yes. Like, <clears throat> all these people, my gun rats! <laughs> like, I own guns, I'm probably on a list, if they come and take them... I'm not going to, like, be blowing heads off of people. Right. Like, shit is what it is. But. There are more guns than there are people in this state, in this that, country, for the record. So Yeah. I value, I value that right just as much as I value freedom of speech. Like, how can you say you're violating, violating my rights when you're literally telling him, like, you can't. That's horrible. You can't do this. Also, are we not beyond the point of. Why, why are we... There's nobody who's a constitutional absolute, absolutist. It's it's not always what the Constitution says. It's yeah. not the Bible. We can go into the Constitution, we can amend it, and we should amend it. It was written over 200 years ago. There's, there's work to be done. I don't think Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, John Hancock, all those people that signed the Declaration of Independence, I don't think they did that with the idea that we were never going to make changes. That times were never going to change. No. I, that pe- that he, black, black people were always going to be three-fourths a person. There was always going to be slaves. I mean, there, there's there's a lot of examples of shit that used to be in those sacred documents of our government that are not right today. Yeah. They literally fled the persecution of similar do- like similar documents and doctrines. Like exactly. They literally left that for this. So, I mean, obviously we can't put yeah, ourselves... Yeah, freedom of religion, yeah. the right to express your religious rights, is in there because Protestants were being persecuted yeah. overseas. Yeah, I don't think that they... Like, not to say that I think Thomas Jefferson is for gay marriage, because I don't think that... <laughs> right. That's not what we're saying, but no. like, true, they obviously had idealistic changes that forced them to get on a wooden apparatus and f- that is scary as shit to me you ever thought about that hell yeah it's a lot of people i mean died. i guess that's what like that's all you knew so like that's as safe as us getting on a cruise ship like in 50 years and that's be like, not safe to these me. fucking <laughs> idiots were on cruise ships 
<laughs> I'm, I'm saying that you now. You can't really say that in retrospect like that, but thinking back on it now, that's scary as hell. But they literally left because they were being persecuted by ideals that they, they didn't had know changes where they were of going. going. Yeah. And that's one thing. Another thing that irritates me about history is not to say that people of color are not do the justice movement that we're seeing now, mm -hmm. but what happened to Native Americans? Like, we still don't really talk about mm -hmm. that. Like, Trail of they Tears taught is... us about it, but yeah, for like a chapter, right? It's it's It'll tell you it went on for like years. Also, every country, every I mean, we literally country. wiped people off this the planet, con like continent, yeah, to make room for our own. So, like, obviously, those people that came to America were not the best of morals, like, right. and we're gonna just stick by their word forever, yeah. Also. Also, a lot of ideas that even now 10 years ago that we think about are not the way we think about today. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand Human why people don't see changing. that. Yeah, the way we, like the things that were acceptable when we were in high school are not no longer acceptable. And you can right. look at that from growth or just the time change. And I think it's a little bit of both. Like I believe the things that, that things that we used to find funny in high school, if somebody our age were the same today, it would appear cringy as shit. Yeah. It's not funny. It's, it's, there are people on the internet and it is mainly in conservative circles. I don't want to beat up on conservatives, but you guys beat up on me for 23 years that I've been yeah. in this country, in this state. So I have a little bit of right to do so, but it was like, they, they're the ones that are still going with the edgy humor with Nazi jokes and, and that kind of, you know what I mean? That, that subsection of the yeah. internet, a lot of people on, on 4chan and, and a lot of message board and that, sites and stuff. That's really, when, when I think about the internet and everybody talks about the, the damage that it causes, I think really the biggest damage that it has caused is confirmation bias. And then like Echo the, chambers. yeah, you just get in like, if you want a certain opinion or you want to prove something, there's a way to find it online. And then all you do is just further ingrain yourself into this one train of thinking, solely subscribing to that one train of thinking. Mm -hmm. And then when somebody tries to challenge you on that... You fold. Yeah, you go right to the cards and you're like, oh, 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 oh. That's like saying appreciate it to somebody at Chick-fil-A. Like they don't know whether to say my pleasure or just like <laughs> short circuit. Like eventually you're going to have arguments with people and like your doctrine or your beliefs like didn't go this far. Right. Uh, I haven't learned the response to this one yet. Exactly. Like you there's, just no, get so, there's no individual thought. Yeah, and nobody's willing to bend or break on any form of thinking. And if you're not aligned with the same vision, you're just wrong. Right. And I don't know. I just I can't subscribe to that personally. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of instances where compromise need compromises need to be made. But I think that there are a lot of times where you have to sort of overcome bigotry and overcome. Um, well, I don't even mean so much as a compromise. Right. I just mean like to treat treat people like humans. People. Like, I don't have to agree with you on whether morally I feel like gay marriage is a thing. Like to treat you like another human being, like right. on the planet. Right. Like that's what I. That is what is so crazy to me. Like we can't even walk past somebody. Like they got on a Trump shirt, and you're like, like to just not not to just use that as an example, but. Mm -hmm. To like pigeonhole one train of thought, and, and I don't know, it just it, it kills me to see how just I don't agree with you, so I'm gonna treat you this certain way. Like, we can't even have interactions in like public places anymore. Look at all the videos of people fighting in grocery stores. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I just it's like everything has come to like a bubbling point. 
and like everybody's just boiling over and ready to rage. It just feels like it's also I feel like it's been made it's been sort of done on purpose, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it feels like there's a blatant um attempt by companies or people if you watch the great hack information the great hack is kind of along that line what was the the social dilemma social dilemma is one that i watched which and it's just the usage of algorithms to sort of control people it just amplifies everybody's train of thought and all Mm -hmm. it does is just push you further like you said an echo chamber just pushes you deeper deeper into your thought even the way the youtube algorithm works videos that get recommended to you it's um it's it's just it's more of what you already like so because the idea is to increase watch time. You're not going to want to watch something potentially that might be new. So they're like, well, we'll just keep pumping out the, the hits for yep. them, you know? And then you might get, get into a lot of times it's the alt-right pipeline is what it's called. Um, you, you find yourself sort of agreeing with things that you would have originally never agreed with had it been presented to you in a different way, but instead you're getting these YouTube videos. Like a perfect example is whatever the big video was going around right after Sandy Hook, where they were trying to say that like that didn't happen. Right. And I remember like when you, like when I was like, Alex Jones said that. I was like, I'm never going to believe this, but I watched it. Right. And I start to watch and I'm like, okay. And they do pick out some like big things like where media got some things wrong, which we see that all the time just as stories break. Obviously, you don't get all the correct information from the jump. But it just amplified that in the way they present it. You're like, holy shit, I'm an idiot if I, if I believe Sandy Hook happened. And I didn't disbelieve it. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm reinforcing the way that you were saying. Like, they will... You can watch this. You can find the same... Fox News and CNN, to paint an example, are, same clip. are using the same clip. Right. They're just using different pieces of them. And you're an idiot if you don't see that. Right. And and that goes back to, um, I'll, I'll back you up a little bit. I used to be, when I was in like high school, um, even a little, a little bit before and after that, I was always into conspiracy theories. Yeah. And it, it always started with like something really light, like aliens and Bigfoot. When I was a kid, you know, they'd have it on the History Channel or Finding Bigfoot on Discovery Channel. And then it sort of led to this, like, rabbit hole of um, Bohemian Grove and just, um, you know, a lot of people talk about, like, how 9-11 didn't happen and all these sort of things. And you're listening to a video that's maybe 30 minutes to an hour long. It's uninterrupted. Um, he, this guy is not fact-checking anything. Um, 5G and coronavirus. I see Jake has something pulled up about that. That's <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, that, that was another know, conspiracy theory. I'm saying, Jake, no, Jake what I was trying, not believing 5G. What I was trying to pull up, um, I saw this a long but, time but ago. conspiracy it's, theories, just to finish, consp- a lot of that conspiratorial thinking, for a while you think that you're figuring something out. Like Yeah, watch A Beautiful something. Mind. Right, what A Beautiful Mind, exactly. It's a bit like schizophrenia. It's like you really think you're learning something, you're figuring something out, when in reality, a lot of it is misinformation. It leads to bigoted thought. Racist ideas are are mixed in there. And a lot of it is old propaganda that you could see from history, like against Jewish people, against, you know, George Soros, as Alex Jones likes to say. That sort of anti-Semitic conspiratorial thinking was originated from the Nazis. What I was searching for, I saw this diagram, it was... It said like the conspiracy theory spectrum, and it had all the things like the JFK, aliens, chemtrails, mm-hmm. 
and like it just got deeper and it was like where where do you fall on this spectrum and it was like numbered that's what i was trying to pull up so i was i was trying to back you up when you were talking yeah it's pretty crazy and like i think there were four or five levels to it and some of them like you can like there's some shady shit behind jfk's assassination like i think everybody can kind of agree to that i think there's some suspicion behind the moon like uh, there's a lot of people that do the the first land the moon not so much but but there are there are conspiracy theories that are more in the mainstream than others but as you like it's a slippery slope right it really is Uh, if you want to talk about gateway drugs conspiracy theories are gateway drugs like it's only going to take you deeper and deeper and deeper and maybe not for everybody maybe it's like a personality thing if you have a if you have a sort of obsessive personality, if you have a compulsion to sort of um, any any sort of uh, this in, inclination towards fantasy, I really think there's something to that. Where your uh, reality is very boring. Um, this has been exemplified by the growth in our interest in the internet and virtual reality and artificial intelligence. We're doing everything we can to escape our reality. Yeah. We have a planet that is going to shit. We have people are getting dumber and dumber. Um, not all people, but a large majority of them. We have misinformation being spread all all over the place. Art is has kind of sort of downgraded. There's not as many great movies coming out anymore. There's not a lot of good music. So this escape to a fantasy world. And what's a better fantasy than hearing that all the people that are in power are all in a group together, figuring out your life, pointing you, and they're they're poisoning you with chemical clouds. They're they're all, doing all this crazy shit. All the rich people, like Elon Musk and all these celebrities, are wanting to get to Mars so they can be normal fucking people. Like <laughs> that's how badly we want to escape Earth. That we literally, it's not figuratively. Like we literally want to escape Earth. Right. Like yeah. And 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 I know we've. I'm I'm afraid to say I'm I guess we've pissed a lot of people off that may listen to our show because of where we are located geographically. If you do have these sort of beliefs, if you do believe in conspiracy theories, I really would just recommend that you look beyond your uh, if you you would not look at these sides that are discredited, these scientific facts. Um, you would look at these journals and really try to dissect the information for yourself. I know they're not going to do it, but. I can say that. And and also, I mean, like flat earth. There are so many examples yeah. of where people have to utilize the curvature of the earth in order to get anything done. And then people are like, point of horizon, brother. When I look out from a plane, it's all flat. It's all flat. When I go Not to the beach, you can, see a, uh, you can see a boat from far away. Because you know why, brother? Because it's flat. It's, and you know only 68% of people in the 20 to 35 range believe that the earth is round? That is alarming. You think a lot of them are just doing it as a troll? Like, no, no bro. No, Earth's, no, no. <laughs> Earth is flat. No. I, I, 68% flat. of people... Dude, I'm sure there's some of there's that. There's a lot. Like, probably 50% of that. No, number. no, no. I I think in anything below, like, 80s, 90%, anything below 100% is very concerning. I guess it depends on the context of the interview. Like, if this is like a little mailer, like, in like a right. Reader's Digest, we're like, yeah, Earth yeah, is fucking yeah. flat. No. Mail. Yeah, no. I didn't look into how the study was conducted, but yeah, but still, it, it is alarming. That's that alarming. There, there are a alarming amount of people that truly believe the Earth is flat. It's and and it, and then you had QAnon last year was all encompassing of all those conspiracy oh, theories. Oh man, if if you want to talk about QAnon and conspiracy I'm watching the theories, HBO Max documentary. Have you seen that? No, we got to watch it after the uh, 
JRE that he did with Freddie Gibbs, they talk about that. They were talking about all this stuff that Freddie QAnon Gibbs. missed. Like they're they're talking about like QAnon was worried about this while this shit was going on. Uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of that conspiratorial thinking is it's not real. Bro, they're, people people really still think Trump is going to be president. Like they're gonna somehow trust take, the plan, brother. Take yeah, trust the plan. I've heard that too many times. Trust, trust the, the process. They totally jacked that one. Uh, I just it's so crazy. Like I, I just sometimes I think about like how did we get to this point? Yeah. It, that's why that's why like you said, like people are escaping to Mars to be normal people. I, you know, I, when American Horror Story came out with the cult season right. where they kind of like played off of what could happen with Trump being president, like I, I I'm not saying that all of what has happened and like the state of Talk where we are is all Trump. But, like, the, they're talking about how, like, essentially this guy, a, a deranged man like Trump, takes over. I don't even remember the full context. I've only watched the season once. But he infiltrates this feminist group and, like, makes them do, like, the most anti-feminist things in, like, the name of fe- feminism and just twists their minds. And the whole time, like, you just see him, like, manipulating them. Yeah. And he brought, like, the worst of pretty decent people to the surface, and I feel like that's what Trump has done to a lot of people. It has brought the ugly to the very surface. It, You're I, right. I don't know that it brought it to the very surface. It just brought it to the mainstream. Like all these people had oh, already thought this. How many people? No, no, no. But it, you're you're wrong because it's like how many people did we know that maybe at the time were conservative leaning, um, definitely were going to vote Republican anyways. But they are also the same people who are like, uh, the election was fake. They faked the election. I don't know. I, I know. I probably count on my two hands people that truly believe that. It's too many people, bro. But it's, but it's a lot of people now that it, Trump with his, you know. And this is I didn't want this to be Trump podcast, but shit, we're here. Um, Man, if we put Lil Nas X and Trump in the title, we'll get a million views. So. Do it, do it. That's what we want. But it's this people that. Maybe we're more just like on the holistic medicine side, started denying COVID existence. Then you started having, then that sort of led them down the rabbit hole to QAnon, which led them back to Pizzagate, which led them. Which was a, like a literal joke. joke. It was a, so was Q, dude, I'm telling you, I'm sure Q was a joke. I'm sure it was. And, and maybe it was some asshole on 4chan who they still don't know the identity of. That's what this documentary is kind of, yeah. yeah. Who knows? But it's uh, it's sad how many people I saw, and like you said, that were in our parents' age range, like yeah, 40s to 60s. Yeah, that's the people. Yeah, that's the people that I I know that truly believe that. Boomers are. There's a Trump Burger joint. Was was it you who sent me that? No. There's a Trump Burger spot. There's they, this man has created. I mean, he already had a brand. He's expanded his brand tenfold. So for everyone saying Trump's a godly man, Trump is doing this because he loves the country. Go look at his bank account now. It, fuck you guys for saying he di- he didn't take a salary as president, so he wasn't making any money. Those kind of people, their money works for them. They have a lot of back end deals that you don't know about. Trump and his family got fucking rich from. I think I think as does every, as does every pre- president exactly, if and you, that's that's what is like. A lot of what Trump's demeanor was. Like I said, he brought the worst out in people, and he brought the worst out in himself. Like himself, there was plenty of times where I. I think in, a lot of people can relate to Trump did some good things, but his rhetoric was just so terrible. Right. And I think that's what, like, 
I've, I compare him to Kanye all the time because Kanye has good ideas, but sometimes when you say crazy shit, the crazy shit that you said is always going to outweigh what little good you've done or what a lot. I mean, obviously Kanye has done a lot for me more personally than Donald Trump has. So I relate more to Kanye, but I think sometimes, yeah, I think sometimes when you, like I said, when you say something or do something so looked at negatively, it just overshadows maybe some of the good that you did. Jenna said it perfectly yesterday. She said that whenever there's a video bringing it back to Lil Nas X, whenever there's a controversy like this, it overshadows the song. Yeah. And, um, she was saying, like, the song tends to get lost after that. Like, nobody really listens. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I thought, I think that's an interesting take, which is why I kind of wanted to give credit to the song and the way it sounded. Well, um, a perfect transition to say with them both together. And I don't want, don't, I don't want anybody to think I'm juxtapositioning them this way, right. like, as a joke. But a lot of what makes Lil Nas X popular kind of has the Donald Trump formula on how to catch and be polarizing. Like, obviously, Donald Trump knew, like, I could be quiet and do, like, but this is kind of my thing. Like, I know how to work this. Like Donald Trump believes in the secret. You know what the secret is. The idea of the law of attraction. Yeah. He believes in the law of attraction. He also, if you guys haven't heard, if you, have, you, have you heard of the 48 Laws of Power? No. That's a book on, based on an Italian philosopher named Machiavelli. Which a lot of that has to do with um, the Italian elite at the time. A lot of them were government. Um, sort of going behind closed doors doing a lot of deals and betrayal and um, polishing their image. Um, all The all press, is, all press is good press right. kind of comes from 48 Laws of Power. That's one of the laws in that book. It's a, it's a very fascinating read. Um, it gets kind of pigeonholed into self-help. But it really helps you understand the tactics of people in the upper echelon of celebrity. Because it really is all about, like you said, getting that outrage out of people. The reason why people like Donald Trump in the beginning is the same same reason why a lot of Lil Nas X fans like him. His ability to clap back at people that go against him. Yeah. And I think they... Donald they, Trump was the king of that. Yeah, they both know how to work their audience. Like... They know I, what they want to see. Lil Nas X is truly like the king of Gen Z humor. Like he knows how to activate that generation, and like he just can relate to that. And Donald Trump knew how to re- relate to people and know what to say to the, amplify his agenda. The commonality is there, like I said, that that going back to like slamming on people that go against them. Like not Lil Nas X is relentless. Like. I don't think he'll ever admit if he's wrong about something. I think Donald Trump, Donald Trump never admitted when he was wrong about anything. Yeah, because somebody... To, like you said, not to compare the two people, that one is one is presenting there, a message of hatred, and, and I don't think Will Nas X is doing Their, I guess, means of inspiring is the same. Like, right. They know how to... They incite that. Yes, their, that's exactly. Fans. Absolutely. Um, Which, by the way, if you vote and, for Donald Trump, you are a fan of Trump. You're not... Yeah. You had no... no <laughs> so I'm just, your fans, your oh. stands of Trump at this point. I don't want to get any more political than we have. I and somebody, we did this. somebody at work said, oh, well, he apologized. And I was like, yeah, but he, he apologized with another meme. Like, he literally said, oh, I'll balance this out by putting out some Chick-fil-A shoes. Like, <laughs> it's not an apology. He just drugged He's somebody else into you. the conference. Yeah, and, and if you truly you. thought that was an apology, you're a moron. Exactly. Um, no, I think they, they do know how to motivate their... People vary similarly. Exactly, and it's it's again if you if you get upset at this, um, you you took the bait. 
but I would say if you look at, um, I would say kind of like what we were saying in the beginning, as a parent, you have to sort of um, censor what your what your kids watch and listen to. Yeah. And, and whether or not they, they eventually gain access to that stuff, be it at school, um, at school or with their friends, you know, hanging out with friends. I mean, I was exposed to a lot of shit with my friends that my parents would, would never want me exposed to. But in the back of my head, I always had their voice there to, I had my own, my own set of morals and ways yeah, of but, thinking. Yeah, but that was, that, that was like, that's why I asked you the question earlier, like, does it, are you grateful for some of the, not all the experience, like, but are you grateful for some of the experience you experienced in Christian school? Cause it's kind of like seasoning. Like you got little doses of things that may but not my be good. Did that. I wouldn't give that to Christianity because when I was in Christian school, I was trying to do everything I could like you kind of to like challenge the people that were, that were oppressing me. Like a lot of the teachers were just like, Tuck in your shirt. Stop reading Twilight. No, at the time, no, at the time, I was not appreciative for it at but all. But I'm not appreciative of it now. Even I'm appreciative of my parents instilling morals in me. I think, I think you would. I think I agree with what you're saying. Like you got seasoning of morals in there. Maybe I did to a certain extent. But like I said, the amount of insecurity and identity crisis that Christian school gave me outweighs the the moral okay. teachings. Because I would have gotten those moral teachings anyways. Because like you said. I'm not a. I feel like yeah, I'm not a sociopath. To be fair, like I, I don't want people thinking me like, oh, he he must have like he only sang hymns. Like no, no literally no. like one of the like I remember listening to one of the earliest memories of music with my dad. Uh, we were listening to a Willie Nelson song with Toby Keith, and it's "I'll Never Smoke Weed with Willie Again." And at the time, I didn't know what weed was. Like that's how young I was when that song came out. Yeah. And he was like, "Don't sing this in front of your mom." <laughs> and I knew by him saying that, like that was enough for me to not sing it in front of my mom. Like so, it wasn't like we like lived like on the straight and narrow. I listened to like "Honky Tonk but Donka Donk" is a song by Trace Adkins. He's literally talking about ass. Like it's no different than Sir Mix a Lot. Right. It's just with a twang well, all, and, and a little and, less vulgar. Like. Yeah, and white. And white. That's, but it also, when I was growing up, I was playing M-rated games. My dad yeah, showed me too. Max James Payne Bond. was the first M-rated game I played. Bro, James Bond movies. I was watching James yeah. Bond movies. James Bond was so slipping into anything. What are we talking about? He was, yeah. he, I don't know how he didn't have an STD. He never <laughs> oh, went he got does. an AIDS test. Money Penny's got stuff for that, too. <laughs> Here's some cream, Money Penny. Q made it. Yeah. Um, but... So not he, QAnon. No. Q from Q James from Bond James for Bond. those of you that don't watch it. Uninitiated. <laughs> Uncultured <laughs> swine. <laughs> We've already offended you enough. But uh Yeah, there was there's always stuff that our parents allowed, but then there was stuff that my parents didn't allow. But then later on, also my dad was very much a, a person as conservative as the man is, he had some very fucking radical ideas about parenting. It, he he got like I was like fourteen and I wanted to buy Hollywood on dead tape cringy shit but also great memory. He looked at it. He goes, uh, he goes, I'm your parent. You're allowed to listen to this. He he what? he goes. He goes. What's in it? And I told him I was like eh, drinking, uh, you know, the, a lot of cussing. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, it was like, he was like, you know that stuff's wrong, right? And I was like, yeah. He goes, you're just listening to this because you like how it sounds. I'm like, yeah. He goes, all right. Don't listen to it in front of your mom because it'll upset her. But that's the same thing. Don't sing that song in yeah. front of your mom. Like that's and that that kind of theme was all throughout my childhood. Like I that's think I told the story. Almost a liberal dude. It just yeah. it's something in there. Just the switch doesn't. That's turn what I'm on. saying. Like 
that it makes me so mad sometimes. His bag is what's most important, and that's how he's gonna vote. I I don't I can't fault the man. Casuals everything around him. I can't fault the man for that. If he's like smacking gay dudes at the grocery store, like obviously that's a problem. Yeah. But like <laughs> all the experience I've had with your dad, he's just mild mannered. Like Except I know person. I know about some of his predispositions because right. you've told me. But like right. I would not have that thought of him no. meeting him. And that's why I truly, like, to, not to keep going back to what we've already talked about, mm-hmm. but when, when people, like, it's, it's the Republicans like your dad mm-hmm. that get pigeonholed as these, like, crazy people. And I truthfully don't believe your dad is, like, it's, and I, would say, I think he is still, like, a good, like, when you think of, like, the good, decent Republican, like, I think of he, your dad. He really does have that, like, classic uh, suburban, suburban dad vibe. But what I would say is there are some people... Like you said, they vote on one... You were talking about single-issue voting at one point, which was like you find something that you are thinking about and you see how that candidate feels about it. There, a lot of people in this country are single-issue voters. He's a single-issue voter. Taxes, that's yeah. it. Look, keep his taxes low. Yeah. That's it. Like, Not to out him for being Republican, but he'll tell you. And also, if in this area, if they found out I was a fucking Bernie bro, they'd have me burned at the stake. He'd be fine. The, Unintended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I hate that it's gotten so, things have gotten so polarizing. And I don't regret we kind of went this way. Like, I, I mean, that's, that's kind of the issue that I have with the song. Like you said, Jenna's ex- explanation is that the controversy is going to outweigh the song. And unfortunately right. it did. Yeah. I think kind of the meme of Old Town Road kind of held Lil Nas X back in a sense. Because at the time you were like, nah, dude, this is just a meme. I can't, I, at this point... Everything that's going on outside of the song is too much for me to see through it and try to find like some objective good right. thing to say about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just. At, it's like we want things to be outraged about. Like I said, we we want the Joker. We want the Batman. Dude, you're, and like Trump's presidency, they've they've spoken about how like CNN, New York Times, all the big major news outlets have lost a lot. Some of them almost half their subscribers. Because of the fact that we don't have that outrage in Trump anymore, we have Biden, who's a lot more subdued. He doesn't really come out and talk much. I mean, they they were literally looking for something to get mad at with him falling. Oh, imagine a seventy-eight-year-old man has trouble going up the stairs, Jake. Yeah, I had trouble. That? I had trouble going up the stairs. Like literally, like when they were talking. Like, I think that Biden has always been kind of a spacey individual, and that's like. Where they everybody's always gonna have the poke at him. Say to Obama, he did a good fucking job. You remember that? That's one of the best. Yes, those (laughs) Biden Obama memes when Trump was coming in. That was the only good thing about Trump becoming president was the memes. Like, I messed with this in the White House. Like, you remember those memes? And it's just like Obama (laughs) looking irritated with them. Yeah, like, and I even saw a rare clip. Like, and I mean, he was still doing it underhandedly, but there was a clip on Snapchat. Shapiro, what he's talking about, like, I don't even want to make fun of him. Like, I, I honestly think he's, the, and that was his way of making fun of him. Like, yeah. he's, he's obviously degraded enough where right. I can't make fun of him. It would be bad, bad taste for me to make fun of him. Like, that's always going to be Biden's slight. Like, he's kind of a dummy. <laughs> Bill Clinton is kind of a whore. Like, <laughs> Donald Trump was kind of a racist. Yeah. Like, everyone, like, they're all going to have, yeah. they're all going to have their, like, George Bush Connotation. was, was more idiot. than kind of a dumbass. Strategery. <laughs> Love it. Oh. It just, I don't, I don't have much more. I don't either. I think this But was, I'm glad we did this because I'm too. I'm, I'm always, tired of the outrage. Like, just live your life. Yeah. And I believe you and I are very much 
socially left-leaning, especially, I won't talk about our individual beliefs, I'm, we're very so, socially just left, liberal, you know, leave yeah, everybody I, to be them, and that's our generation in general. I'm a snowflake. You know that? That's right. If you know about that, then you know. We're liberal snowflakes. That's yeah. right. Just a bunch of moderates. <laughs> Not everything. Not, yeah, not about everything for me, though. Yeah. I, I think I think this was a good episode, and I, I really enjoyed talking about it. I felt, um, I watched the video about, like, eight or nine times just to sort of pick everything out for the, I had fun, like, analyzing it and stuff, and then I also had fun doing sort of the timeline to show you guys that America, and at the end of the day, a lot of America's core values have not changed. I love that, what you're about to pull up, Jake, so I'm just going to let you, let you... Yeah, well, there's not much. I mean, more to say about it. I mean, no. do you want to do a writing prompt? Do you want me? To yeah, let's hit him. Let's hit him with a writing prompt let's before we that. play our yeah. our ride out. Oh, and let's talk about what we've been listening to. Also. Yes. Also, uh, and shout out to Meeks underscore ten on Instagram. He commented on our live saying this song does slap, so My he boy. does agree with Hakeem. Thank you, Nate. Um, follow him on YouTube Music if you, you don't, because yes. you probably don't have YouTube Music. <laughs> Meeks underscore ten. <laughs> do you always have the last word, and why? I think as a kid, like arguing, like I think that was like as kids, like we always had to have the last order with our parents. Right. But like at this point in my life, like I know, like if I'm in an argument, like not an argument, or like maybe just an uncomfortable situation or something at work, like I don't have to be like, I don't have to have the last say. Like I, if I if I personally think you're an idiot, that's gonna be enough for me. So when you walk off, I'm just I'm gonna be content as I was saying you're an idiot to your face. I have I think sometimes when people people bring up an, a thought, an idea. My brain is just so, I'm so ADD about a lot of things. I tend to accidentally have the last say, you know what I mean? Where I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. I want to expound on that. And then it's like, so I think I inadvertently get the last say a lot of times, but it's not intentional. I don't, I don't feel the need to have the last say, though, like you were saying. Yeah, but there are people stuff. that have to, and the, those yeah. are oftentimes like the one-uppers. The, or the people who don't actually have a solid argument. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I need to have the last say anymore. And, like, sometimes being quiet makes the other person realize they fucked up mid-sentence. Have you ever found that happen to people? When you're, like, listening to them talk, they they have, like, a lapse in judgment or a realization, like, oh, my God, what I'm saying is stupid. No, I ha- I think I've gotten to a point where, I as a kid and even, like, as an early adult, like, if, if I thought it, it was being said. But I think now... <laughs> Now there's like a slight barrier, like it's kind of like a screen door. Only some of the things get out. The big hole in it still, but <laughs> yeah, usually like and usually when something slips through, it's a big one. Um, no, but usually I can think like, damn, I was about to say that. Like I'm trying to think of an example. What were we watching the other night? And I almost said something like, Jesus, that's a terrible thing to say. Like and that was like what I thought in my head, and I was like, well, I guess my uh... <laughs> filter <laughs> yeah, it's, it. it's working. Yeah. That filter caught it. I mean, I think I said it on a couple podcasts ago. Like, human beings, when you you run and you meet somebody, I think it was the emo rap music one. Mm-hmm. Um, Our most recent w- episode. When you see that. somebody that may be different from you, like naturally, you may have a like a, a thought, but it's what you do with that and how you let that affect your first impression on them. Right. Like, I, like perfect example, just out of. Safety. You see a stranger approach you yeah. that you don't know, yeah, like come out of a bush. Like, are you gonna kind of back away from him? Like, <laughs> bush. like I, so I'm saying, like, like, 
Yeah. You're going to be cautious naturally. Yeah. That's human nature to have like a fight or flight. Our brains also pick out what's wrong usually, not yeah. what's right. Everybody has biases or biases. It's what you choose and how you choose to let them affect your day-to-day life and the day-to-day life of people around you is what makes your character. I wish I had that on a shirt right now. That'd be a lot. It'd be a big... Well, we're big bodies. We can put that on a shirt. <laughs> say, do you see... The- These shirts are only available in XL and 2X because we don't have enough room to put it on the smaller shirt. No schmediums. That's the name, that's the name of our clothing brand, No Schmediums. No Schmediums. We're going to get TLC to do a remix. We don't want No Schmediums. <laughs> It's gonna be the ad. Yeah. Oh my god! That'd be um, amazing. Yeah, I don't have much much more for him. I think you. I think you said it perfectly. Yeah, that's all, that's all we have to say. I think this was a very fun episode. I want to do more with the Instagram. Please, yes. please rate, subscribe, follow us on Instagram so you'll catch the next live. Thank you to everyone who joined and commented. Um, we appreciate it. Here, this is uh, Twisted Sister. We're not gonna take it. <laughs> Give him a second. Drums are hitting away.